Hi, you're listening to The Whole Podcast with Becky Alcantar and Nancy Gersey. Marriage takes effort and attention from both parties. It takes two to tangle. What do you do when one party is not willing to take the steps toward their own health, healing, and wholeness to make that dance work? Today, our friend, Pastor Barry Edgman, joins us as we talk about how do I handle a difficult spouse? Welcome to The Whole Podcast. I am your host, Nancy, and I'm here with Pastor Becky Alcantar. Hello. And our special guest today, Pastor Barry Edgman. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you? I've never been on a podcast with you two at the, like, at the, at same, the same time. time. I know. All it's right. going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Um, today's topic is a is a topic that I'm sure a lot of people um, need to hear about. And especially if they're married or thinking about getting married, everybody mm. needs to kind of hear this conversation and Absolutely. how Journey to Wholeness ties in to all of it. So the title of today's episode is How Do I Handle a Difficult Spouse? Mm. Yeah, that's, hmm. If you're listening mm. to this, don't turn and look at your spouse immediately. Mm. <laughs> or elbow them. <laughs> or elbow them. Right. And yet I think it's an important topic in that we can all see each other as difficult if we don't understand each other's stories. And we can especially find it difficult if we don't understand our own. And so really the question is, um, are there difficulties within myself that I haven't addressed that is making what what I saw to be as a life-changing, exciting adventure, that this was my person for life into my gosh, why are you still here? (laughs) (laughs) And so I think we all get to that point in this perception we have of what marriage would look like and the reality that we experience um, just based on what we each bring into the marriage. Mm -hmm. Then add to that, Challenges and difficulties and circumstances and finances and kids and children and kids. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and that makes everything spin on a dime, uh, dime pivot. And we're if we haven't dealt with what was already there, now when we have new things to address, uh, we're going to be overwhelmed. And we're um, gosh, we're going to hurt each other. To yeah. be quite honest, it's really easy to trigger and to hurt people in their vulnerable places because where are you more vulnerable than in a marriage um, if we don't understand the landscape, if we don't understand Mm -hmm. the topography, if we don't understand the history um, and what we hold um, as important. And so um, in this topic, we're talking about marriage, right? We're talking about what is wholeness in marriage look like? And the simple definition for that is the state of forming complete unity, the state of being unbroken or undamaged, having good physical, spiritual, and mental health. It (laughs) sounds so ideal. And it really, like without making this a a super girly episode, Pastor Barry, because I don't know if you watch romantic comedies, but- I do. do? Actually, I like- like you like a good oh, rom-com? Okay. Yeah. Oh, sure. Because, I mean, everybody knows Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Okay. It's excellent. You complete me. Oh, right. Oh, it's a you line. complete me. Yeah. Like, I just need yeah. this spouse and then I'll <laughs> be fun sound theory. <laughs> but that's what it's you go, lie. like, you go into marriage <laughs> or may, you may go into marriage or you may go into this right. idea of marriage or engagement or 
in your marriage and Mm -hmm. compare to the rom-com of everything's going to be perfect once we get married. But then you read a definition. Well, what is wholeness in marriage? It's the state of forming complete unity. Mm -hmm. But also talk about what that looks like as far as being whole yourself mm-hmm. before going into the marriage. Right. I think just the definition, you can go, well, well, forget that. Like, no one's going to accomplish that. And yet that's the ideal or the idealistic view we had mm-hmm. of it coming in, whether we want to admit that or not. And then uh, too often we come in going, what am I going to get out of this versus what am I bringing into this? And there's definitely things you get out of marriage for sure. I'm not saying you have to scrap that and just settle or resign yourself, but what you need to think about first is what am I bringing in? Cause if you're bringing in your best self, then you can see some of the fruit of that, right? If you're not, uh, what you seed is what you sow. And so if you're mm-hmm. sowing some rough waters right now, um, we need to go back to the beginning and, um, not just the beginning of the marriage. We have to go to the beginning of ourselves. Mm. Um, so Barry, share with us like your experience with those concepts. <laughs> <laughs> well, the difficult person in my former marriage was me. Mm-hmm. Like going through journey now. Mm-hmm. Um one time as a student, second time intensive as a student, and now third time as a facilitator, the difficult person was me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it then. But I think to Becky's point, we have to know, Socrates said, know thyself. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know yourself, then what's going to happen is you're going to fluctuate with excessive fluidity when hard times come. When good times come, it's easy. You can have fun. But when when the factors of family, of fusion, of familial histories, church history, when you com, uh, commit to this relationship and then all these different pieces begin to come in, and these pieces don't come in until after you say, I do. <laughs> and when you say, I do, right. then... like things just begin to drop in naturally. Mm -hmm. It's not negative things. It's life. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Right. So being the the difficult one in marriage, uh, I would say, first of all, to guys, it's your responsibility to get your stuff together. Mm -hmm. That's plain and simple. Scripture indicates that it's actually... The scripture is written, we believe here, by Jews, for Jews, to Jews, mm-hmm. but we get to look into that. Mm-hmm. And very oversimplified, the Jewish mindset for marriage was that it's the man's responsibility to, to lead and guide, protect and love and cherish and nourish and take care of the woman. But if he's not if he's not fixed and right, mm-hmm. then he's going to waver. My waver was not to be like my dad and to be so successful for my wife and kids. Mm-hmm. So I was polarized on the one and trying to be something over here and all the all the all the meantime 
I forgot about the pursuit of Jesus. Hmm. So then by nature, I became the, the trouble guy. Hmm. I was the problem. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Now it takes two to tango. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. Like responsibility, but I'll just let you know it's the man's responsibility to lead the show. And so then you hear in that statement from Jerry Maguire, like, you mm-hmm. complete me. Like, mm-hmm. that is not a biblically sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not mm-hmm. uh, and we weren't created to carry. Like, as you said, you you lost sight of Jesus in that. And so then now you're operating under your own system, mm-hmm. which is limited. We are mm-hmm. limited. We are human. Mm-hmm. We are limited. And it's... Jesus, who says that he completes us, right. right? And that's who we should look to, that we weren't created to do this on our own. And yet when we eliminate or forget about that factor, now we're self-sabotaging ourselves. Um, but then we look other places to do that for us. And mm-hmm. is it any wonder that a spouse can crumble under those expectations mm-hmm. that often aren't even communicated there's these expectations yeah. we hold for each other and we get offended and resentful and bitter and angry with each other for not meeting those needs for us. And yet we never we actually never even communicated that. It's yeah. just an assumed mm-hmm. Yeah, it's need. the, as you, as you taught us, it's the unmet expectation that turns into trauma and trauma cascades upon cascades upon mm-hmm. cascades. Mm-hmm. Trauma breeds trauma. Trauma breeds trauma. Mm-hmm. And back to the biblical the biblical mindset of marriage is that a God created a woman out of Adam. In other words, God cut part of man out of him to make him incomplete mm-hmm. and formed woman. And then as they join together as one in Christ, then they become one again. Mm-hmm. It's not you complete your husband mm-hmm. on your own. There's this, I give up to follow Jesus so that we can become one with him and now us with him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we're one based on creative, um, the creative plan that God had. Mm -hmm. I think what you said, um, Becky, about trauma, you know, this ripple effect of trauma. Mm -hmm. What does that look like then going into a marriage when individuals come in with damage or Mm -hmm. if you're not whole prior to getting married, you come in with damage or you Mm -hmm. experience that um, together even like what happens then? And, Mm -hmm. and what does that look like Mm -hmm. then long-term if it just keeps creating this ripple effect? Yeah. This big snowball Mm -hmm. happening. Uh, So, and I guess I want to clarify here in that uh, we might have some individuals going, Oh no, like I'm, you know, I'm, I've done the work. I know who I am. I came in and we don't have that. So there's no excuse here. And um, have you, do you really understand your story? Do you understand how your experiences and the environments that you grew up in formed who you are and how you relate to other individuals? Do you understand um, what scripts and patterns and, um, maybe what you were expected or response expected to do or responsible for in your family that's carrying over into this new home this new construct mm. that you get to build do you understand all of those pieces and have you chosen consciously to bring them with you well probably not right that's a lifetime right. work and so i have to be humble enough to say there might be something that i 
didn't catch it. I haven't realized. I haven't seen yet. And can I slow down this interaction as we build something beautiful together? Because I chose this person because I thought they were the best choice for my life. Like, as, a, as an Enneagram 3, like I chose my guy because I was like, we're going to win. We're going to win. <laughs> right? And you hear us say that all the time. But we can't mm-hmm. win if we're at odds with each other, right. if we're warring right. against each mm-hmm. other. Instead of fighting the battle of life together, mm-hmm. now we've turned on one another mm-hmm. because we didn't take time to understand what is fueling me today? What are my fears? What are my doubts? What are my worries? And are we on the same page with that? And to do that, I first have to understand myself. I have to take time on a regular basis to go, what's today? How am I feeling? What is my mind trying to get my attention on? What what uh, caused uh, a reaction in me? Even if I didn't express it, like I, I was bothered by that statement or that really like, that didn't sit right with me. What is that and where does it come from? Mm. So that it doesn't become this fissure that's been brewing and, and getting infected that when my spouse says something intentionally or unintentionally and hits that fissure that it doesn't blow up on them and now I've hurt that person and I've hurt our relationship and we took how many steps back Mm -hmm. instead can I go "Mm, that was that was off like hey when you said this to me like it just didn't sit well with me were you saying this and allow them in love and kindness and grace and mercy for one another to go oh whoa no that's not what I meant or say Mm -hmm. yeah that's exactly what I meant (laughs) and let's talk (laughs) about this Right, Right. because, okay, now there's obviously something that has been sitting and stewing and rotting Mm -hmm. that let's just talk about instead of allowing it to grow to the point that it explodes and it hurts the other person. Mm -hmm. Um, The last thing we wanted to do on that day that we said I do was to hurt the other Mm -hmm. person. And if you're like, no, I actually did want to, well, you probably needed to do this work beforehand. And that's really what we would recommend. I know as I walked through my journey and, you know, I had been married 10 years when I did that. And there were so many things that I went home and I said, okay, remember this and this and this. I am so sorry for that because I started to understand where it came from, what the underlying root was, what the fear was. It had nothing to do with him. And yet, because he cared enough for me to be close to me and stick it out with me, he got the brunt of some of that, a lot of that. And so as I learned these things, I thought, whoa, if only I had known this before we got married. Instead Mm -hmm. of talking about, you know, budgets and other things, (laughs) let's talk about the things that affected us. Let's talk about the hurts and the pains and the sufferings that we had that sometimes that my brain thinks the same thing's happening again that puts me in a state that I'm not my best self. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not your job to fix, but let's talk about that because the more we talk about that, now we can work on this together and we're actually working in the union of marriage the way it was intended, right? Like, let me come alongside you and support you and root for you and and, and care for you. And let's make sure that we're focused on the who the enemy is mm-hmm. uh, because somewhere along the line, too often we see that the enemy becomes a person right in your bed. Mm-hmm. And um, if that isn't the greatest deception, um, that we can experience. Here's here's the truth of the matter. We can we all bring baggage to marriage. Mm-hmm. I don't care how healthy you are. Mm-hmm. You bring at least a backpack full of stuff, at least. Mm-hmm. And one of the problems with the backpack or the the ten piece luggage set, whatever it is, in there somewhere is the weakness, the chink in your armor, dude, 
or do that. There, there is somewhere, there is a gateway, a door open somewhere for the voice of contempt to sneak through. Mm. And when that voice begins to whisper through the weakness of your spouse, you're talking about war coming out. And, mm-hmm. and maybe not actual, but mentally and emotionally, mm-hmm. and the mental, emotional war is the most devastating hurtful, separating peace in marriage is that that voice of contempt. And, and if a guy comes from a broken home, listen to Father Seekers, fatherseekers.org. If a guy comes from, if he comes from a home where he grew up fatherless, he's full of that. He's full of contempt. He's full of, that voice whispering to him, not about others, but about himself. Mm -hmm. And I will treat people as well as I treat myself. Correct. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm. Yeah. And I think Mm -hmm. that's when we talk about difficulty in marriage, we think, oh, voice of contempt uh, toward one another. But that's not where it started. Mm -hmm. The voice of contempt has been accusing and betraying and um, taking its toll on you much longer than the moment that you said the thing that hurt the other person in front of you. Mm-hmm. Because that's mm-hmm. the standard, that's the bar. And if I hold myself to this bar, this expectation, realistic or unrealistic that it may be, why would I hold anyone else lesser? And that's when you know that it's, like you said, has it snowballed has it gotten so great because we won over that person and so we were able to contain it even if we struggled with that voice but but do can you maintain but can you maintain that facade in the comfort of your own home and not that you're trying to be uh deceptive or fake but you know that you had your um, it's the same face you put on when you go to work. Right. It's the same face you keep with the people outside of your home. And yet it's the one that comes down when you're fatigued yeah. and when you're um, tired and when you're struggling. Or when you experience something that you're right. not expecting. Or, exactly. Yeah. When, when life happens, like when what you said When life happens, what is the true face? And rather than going, that's the exception, let's talk about, well, where did that come from? And let's get to the root of that so that I don't have to worry about that voice erupting in inconvenient circumstances or erupting. You might think, well, I'm a great fighter. And I, I was very proud of my fighting skills in terms of, you know, I mean, we didn't like have karate <laughs> matches or anything. <laughs> uh, yeah. So... Oh, wait, you and Ruben, yeah, like how, my how husband you fought. <laughs> Verbal, verbally, I can... All the words. Right? I could use mm-hmm. all the words. And if you're a person who can use all the mm-hmm. words, mm-hmm. then your your voice of contempt is strong. Mm-hmm. And that voice of contempt is actually a voice of cursing. Right? Not, well, it may include cursing, like yeah, I'm swearing right. at Actual you, but cursing. cursing in that I'm cursing this individual in front of me. Instead of blessing... I'm cursing. And if I'm cursing, I'm speaking the language of the enemy. Mm-hmm. So I have taken up his weapons and I'm using them against the person that I said I would love till death do us part. Mm. That's grave. Mm. And that is what got me. Like, whoa, I was so proud of my skills until I realized <laughs> whose fight I was fighting. Mm-hmm. And I, whose team are you on at that point? Whose team am I on? Yeah. And who have I brought into 
this marriage. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not blessing my spouse, then we are not in union with God. Mm-hmm. Who then have I brought us into union with? Mm-hmm. Who That's have so I invited good. into my home, through my door, into my bedroom? Mm-hmm. And by inviting, that's simply like how you're speaking about your spouse mm-hmm. with other people. With other people and to their face. And to their <laughs> if face. If you're so bold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? And quite honestly, aren't we all that bold? Um, sometimes our spouse walks through the door and we have plenty of cursing words mm-hmm. to share with them and mm-hmm. complaints and mm-hmm. contempt. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I had to look at and be honest about these are the things I allow to speak to me and tear me down. Mm-hmm. And if there are things that are tearing me down that I'm engaging with, then who is present there? Who is in charge? Um, mm-hmm. And who's in control? And uh, yeah, so I get it. Like marriage is hard. When there's a difficult spouse, the first question I have to ask is, like Pastor Barry said, is the difficult one me? Me, right. So it comes back to the, is this a is this a me issue or a them issue? And both of you have well, said it's always, it's always, <laughs> it's always you. your own issue. It's always you. It's I mean, both, right? It's both. If you're but, both asking the question, yeah. it's both. Yeah. But if you're both asking the question, mm-hmm. because that's the other piece to it, is right. are you reflecting on how healthy and how whole you are? Mm-hmm. Are you are you focusing on how you need to fix the other person or right. what they need to address? Because it really is this individual journey right. for each of you and then coming together yeah. and being able to get on the same page with that person and what that healing yeah. looks like. And like what you said, just communicating that instead mm-hmm. of assuming, well, doesn't this person know that I just had all of these thoughts racing through my head and this right. is kind of where I'm at and now that triggered me? Right. They don't know that. I mean, think you about, don't. you know, if you're... So lucky to be entering into marriage in the next few months, or you just entered into marriage. I mean, have you sat down to go, here are the hopes that I have for our marriage? These, have you done that if you've been married uh, for 15 right? These years? These are the yeah. reasons I mean, why I, I, I decided that you were the one for me, because this is what I thought or was hoping you'd bring into it. Mm-hmm. And just starting there. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And so um, if you presented yourself, sirs, as a knight in shining mm-hmm. armor, but it had no intention of actually being the knight in shining armor, um, maybe you didn't even realize that you're portraying that. And now your wife has these expectations of things that are going to happen that were never actually agreed upon. Right. Right. Um, and so there's that. Like, let's talk about why and how and where we're coming from and our hopes. And that's a nice way to say it uh, because it's really expectations, right? Um, here's the hope that I had. But then I think along your lines, what if you are the one who has been through a journey to homeless or has been to counseling and therapy and you've worked on yourself mm-hmm. and you have a spouse who isn't willing to go there? They, mm-hmm. They're like, I did not sign up for that. I have no interest in changing anything about myself. Mm-hmm. I am not interested in engaging in change. Then what? Then what? I, was, I thought you'd have <laughs> the answer for that. <laughs> then what is, if it's the guy, then you you have opened up the floodgates of hell against yourself and your family. 
number one. Number two, Scripture says if it's, it's, if it's the wife in the family, if she loves the Lord, obedient to the Lord, and serves the Lord, salvation, Scripture says, will come to the house through her obedience to her husband. Now that's a that 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 is a hard pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. But the grace, the exceeding abundant, larger amount of grace that comes to that wife to be obedient is that I believe that grace and that mercy is what gets the guy's attention. And I've seen it before. I've seen guys who just said just what you said, Becky. I'm not into that. Yeah. And I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And then the wife loved the Lord, served God, was obedient. And what I mean by obedient is, hey, you, you're going to do this, 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 and this. Well, I'm, I'm speaking of serving, respecting, mm-hmm. honoring to the place that you can honor, mm-hmm. not being a person who just at every whim right. and every— not being a carpet, a rug right. to be be stepped on and right. abused. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about that. Right. Yeah, yeah, and it, that's important to clarify. We're not saying be subject to mistreatment and abuse, no. but what we're saying is, in what places can you honor this relationship and honor yourself? And so, Scripture says it's the kindness of God that brings us to repentance, mm-hmm. right? And so you can attract more. Uh, <laughs> Flies More with flies with honey. honey. Uh, but but what I know, and, and and let me clarify this as well. It's not just a guy who might be saying that. Um, right. I, being the female in the, obviously, uh, relationship, I definitely had that mm. stance. Yeah. Mm. You don't like it, step yeah. off. Like, this is who I am. Don't, you don't like mm. it, you can leave right now. And I would often make invitations mm. and there's to a exit lot, the train. That is very um, accepted. Mm-hmm. in today's culture mm-hmm. it's just it's me it's it's me and it's my self-care and I'm gonna do this and, right but that's kind of what we're talking about is that right like this is a selfless humility thing to like right. make this work well and so it, can it turn into something like that making where it's it like, work in in not in um submitting to something that is out of the order of God right mm-hmm. Um, but making it work and have I done the work to understand myself and my motivations? Mm-hmm. And I I can absolutely tell you, when you are, you're able to see God's design for our brain and mm-hmm. our mind and our spirit, then the pieces fall into place. Mm-hmm. And I know that seems like a lofty promise, but really the things that agitated me before don't because I have a piece that surpasses understanding. Again, I have not subjected mm-hmm. myself to any abuse or to a situation that is not safe. However, there are things that I see and I have patience and grace for that I didn't before because I it was being fueled by the fears and the worries and the pains and sufferings of my past. And so now that I'm in this place where I have peace with God, now there's more peace in my relationship, even when my spouse refuses to make any changes mm. because I am not triggered. I am mm. not responsive. I'm not reactive. I'm responsive and I choose each time to respond in a way that honors and reflects Jesus in mm-hmm. our relationship. And really we say, um, you know, the, the best way to stop an argument and to say, oh yes, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> oh, I see your point. I'm so sorry. Yeah. How, where do you go from there? And that's what 
getting healthy does. When you're in an interaction, it ends it. I don't actually trigger and react. And so, okay, we're good, right? I don't agree with that. I think this should be different, but now I'm not so worked up with it. And we go into like an all night long um, argument about it because I have a better understanding of, well, this is how these things work. And I have a peace. And I also know that I'm still inviting Jesus into this place. And he's the one who takes care of that. I don't need (laughs) to do the work of the Holy Spirit or God in this relationship. I can trust that he's going to, as long as I'm putting in my part. And I think that's the obedience for me when Pastor Ray talks about that. I'm being obedient to this union, this covenant that I made that I'm going to honor and I'm going to hold your dignity and Mm -hmm. and respect in my hands Mm -hmm. tenderly. And by I do that by understanding myself and how we operate and what where we're headed together. I don't let these little things distract me from that. And I know that as I do that, the only response, the, only, the best way, the only way to diffuse that now is, well, now I'm challenged. You didn't use words. You used actions. You're demonstrating mm-hmm. a love to me that compels me to be better, to do better mm-hmm. now. You know, one of the things about what you just described is it it is actually the the conduit that releases the redemptive power into a marriage. Mm-hmm. Like that that is the conduit. Eventually, somebody will break. Mm-hmm. They'll either break and submit their lives to God or they'll break and run. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. And... I don't think that that's the goal to break and run. The goal is always the redemptive peace, the redemptive power. Right. The power that that as we obey God's word, male or female, whichever whichever one of us is the cooperating partner with Christ, there there is something that happens when we open up that door to be to be the framework and the conduit of the redemptive power. And we do that by obeying scripture and, and of course, connection with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in, in bottom line, and I know we've said this is the problems we have in our relationships are actually problems that we have within ourselves. Mm, that's good. Um, even if someone is in a, a chaotic mode and they're struggling, that doesn't set me off balance when I understand who I am and whose I am, and I'm not driven by the past traumas. I'm not trauma-fueled is what Mm -hmm. we say. When I'm in that place, I can stand apart, even though we're one. I can observe the event Mm -hmm. and not be pulled into it because I know who I am, and I know whose I am, and I'm going to demonstrate that in my marriage, trusting and believing and hoping that we're going to get there, but it's a process. And for me, I know that I know where I've come from and how far I've come. And so if you are still here through all of that, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the same grace and the same time mm-hmm. and the same consideration <laughs> to do that as well. Yeah, I am going to love you like Jesus loves because I love you for what I saw when we first got married, mm-hmm. that I believed was there, Have that I know is still Again, there. We're so talking I see you for who you were text of. Mm-hmm. a safe place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying stay somewhere and you're hurt and you're right. worried and troubled about whether I'm going to make it tomorrow. What am I going to walk into? I'm not talking about that. 
I'm talking about we argue about the toilet seat up every night. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, the silly he things. thinks I should cook this kind of dinner because his mm-hmm. mother did. Those are those things that um, they're they're silly if you talk about them out of context. But in context, what is the weight that that actually has for you? Right. What or does what, that represent for you that yeah. you're fighting a battle about it? Because right. it doesn't. It's not just the dinner that's being cooked. It means something deeper. Yeah that I haven't gotten to the root of. That's what I was just going to say. Cause it's those, the ongoing little nitpicky, like, oh, it's silly until it's not silly. And then you're like, where did that come from? Or what is mm-hmm. that actually about? And what's the root? Right. Why, why am I willing to that. die for this cause? Yeah. <laughs> for because this then in the end you're like, wait, what, sock on the what floor. was this about? The, mm. This was about the sock, right? Mm. Right. Was this about the sock? Yeah. Oh, mm. you know, yeah. and then it's, what's that conversation yeah. like? You know what's what's interesting about the whole thing is is falling back to understanding the value that God put on his creation. If you walk into marriage with that concept, which I wish I would have given anything to had journey to wholeness before I got married and before I had kids. I would have given mm, I would yeah. I would have given I would literally I would to this day, if I could go back, I would give a limb to be able to to know this. Hmm. However, one of the things, one of the beauties about understanding the value that God put on his creation totally makes one reevaluate what they say, how they say, what they do, mm-hmm. the influence they have. Because here's the thing, God put so much value in his creation that he determined scripture says before the foundations of the world he decided that christ would come to be the redeemer of fallen man Hmm. he decided that in advance so deciding that means that only christ could die for a fallen man because of the value that god put on his creation so the only one that was worthy enough to 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 fulfill Hmm that sacrifice to be able to do not only to for the value sake, but for the sin factor, for being sinless. When we understand that God put that much value on you and you and me, and we walk into a relationship with that, it's mm. sort of, you sort of have to back off and go, wait a minute. Mm. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I see God, what? Mm-hmm. Like this stuff in me right here, this is, this, that's why I said it was me. <laughs> I'm just letting you know, if when you begin to look at people that way, it changes your whole perspective on how you speak to them, mm. your mate, yeah. Yeah. how you treat them, how you you touch them, you are kind to them, you do the little things because you value. And when you do that, God blesses that marriage. God blesses that marriage and he blesses the things that happen. Mm-hmm. in that marriage. Mm-hmm. That is so good. Yeah, I, as you're talking, I could hear and see how I didn't have a full understanding of that. But mm-hmm. even in um, the things that I carried into our marriage, I wasn't, we just didn't talk about things. I think a lot of people uh, my age, uh, if you if you have a conversation, you come to this point where you go, we just didn't talk about those things. Mm. Yeah. You know, I don't know if our parents hoped that we didn't remember them or in their hopes that we would become resilient. They were like, you know, put your chin up and push through. And and that did get us to a certain 
place. I mean, we're here, right? right. We're, we're here. We're yeah. fine. I think yeah. Yeah. we're here. We're fine <laughs> we're is fine. what we say. And yet we're not fine, right? Mm. What's not fine? There's actually a, a a version of scripture that says, you know, my people say that they're fine, but they're putting band-aids on these mm. open gaping wounds. And yeah. that's what we do when we uh, don't understand that. But it's also what we're doing to each other in that I, I didn't see the gravity of that. I didn't see I didn't see my spouse as Jesus saw my spouse, as God saw him. And I definitely, and that goes back to, I definitely did not see myself as God saw me. And oh. so there's the voice of contempt <laughs> there. that I, if I was mistreating myself, that just meant that I was going to mistreat not only my spouse, but my children, because I was not using the lens of Christ to see the people around me that I was blessed to have in my life. And so if I was not using Christ's perspective, then what was my perspective and how was it clouded? And that's what we needed to root out. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, to say that you you would give up a limb to have gone back. I think of all of the pivot points in our marriage, when we first got married, when we first had a, a change where like we bought our first home or mm-hmm. we had our children, those were all opportunities. And this is where I want to encourage you. Anytime you have a change in your life, in your journey, in your story, mm-hmm. it is an opportunity, another opportunity to break it open and say, okay, like mm-hmm. what's left? What's mm-hmm. here that is driving how we're responding right now? Why we're so stressed? Why we feel overwhelmed? What's at the root of that? That we need to take some time and we have the opportunity to go through and work through and talk out so that we can continuously grow to be more like him. Mm-hmm. Because that's ultimately what I want my marriage to be. How can my marriage reflect him? And if I don't have the, those goggles on, then what is my marriage becoming more like mm-hmm. what direction is it going if in? I haven't yeah. defined it then it's just happening haphazardly mm-hmm. and we might get lucky and it mm-hmm. might look like Christ but I want to be intentional about that mm-hmm. I want to be determined about that because if I read in scripture about this holy union mm-hmm. that I am blessed to be a part of I want to hold that as something precious mm-hmm. I want to hold that with gentle hands and cherish. Yeah, our our covenant is with each other and with Jesus. And remembering that and knowing that, that brings a whole different framework to conflict. It's like Yes. You know, is this is this is this really worth the path we're going down? <laughs> like right. are we and and what most couples do, and I know I did, was I would I would stuff and compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you just keep stuffing and mm-hmm. stuffing. Mm-hmm. And and probably the stuffing or the compartmentalizing may never blow out all over everybody and create a huge mess like mm-hmm. the floor, the walls, the ceiling, and everybody standing around. That may never happen, but it will do this. It will force one or both of you to a place where you make the decision that says, this is not worth it and I'm out and I'm going to create my exit plan right right here, right now. So this is how to deal with a difficult spouse. Mm -hmm. So you've both given like tons of um, insight on what that looks like. I'm wondering if there's like a practical, if you're in that place or if you're in, 
if you're engaged or if you're in that place of what Pastor Barry is talking about yeah. and you want to reset. Reset. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? Where do you start? Yeah. What questions do you ask? What right. does that, what is that like? Well, we always say, um, go back to the beginning. Right. <laughs> go back to For the yourself, beginning. For yourself? So. As a couple? Two, if you're married, mm-hmm. uh, go back to the beginning of you, meaning you and him, him and her. What was that beginning? And uh, we need to remember all of the wholesome, holy, beautiful hopes and dreams that we had. And also the lens that we saw our spouse in, right? What is it that I saw in you that made me go, let me get with that, right? <laughs> let me get on board with mm-hmm. your mission, right? Because we all have our individual missions and purpose. Mm-hmm. Let me get behind that because that I see that having a benefit for me. And if you're not married yet, and even if you are, go back to the beginning of you, Go back to the moment you came into this earth, onto this earth when you were born from your mother's womb. And what did you, what were you born into? Mm. What did your family look like? What were the stresses and the concerns and the situation that you entered this world into? What were the expectations? Um, what were the difficulties and the challenges? Because all those things formed you. And when you understand that, then one, you you start to see the beginning of, I was received with, were you received mm. with delight? Were you received with joy? Were you received? And the, it just has the hints of how does Jesus see you? How does God see you? Mm-hmm. You can't help but look at a baby and smile, right? Mm-hmm. You can't help but do the awe, oh. right? There's the awe and wonder of creation mm-hmm. itself that we have this opportunity to say, go back to that in you. Because one, if you're struggling with the voice of content, you need to look at yourself as that little baby that was born with all of the hopes and the possibilities and potential that that baby was born with that maybe you've lost along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you need to understand the context of that. So we, we tell you to understand that story, understand just the history of who you are, where you came from, and then take an inventory. Like it's... Yes, there's good and bad, but I say, you know what? It's just what you have. Mm-hmm. And until you get past- I love when you say that because it's not it's not about judging yourself no. or feeling a certain way about everything. It's literally inventory. There's just no shoulds down. or if onlys. Yep. I just need an inventory. What do you say? Don't should on yourself. Don't should on, your- <laughs> Don't should on yourself. <laughs> let, me, let me clarify. S-H-O-U-L-D. L-D. Should- should Don't shoot on, on yourself. yourself. Because there's, inventory. there's some contempt and accusation when you sure. should something. Right. And it's just an inventory. Here's what I have. Here's the lot that I have. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, beautiful, ugly. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's both. Here's the inventory. And let's purposely go through that and keep the treasures, but get rid of the trash because mm-hmm. we all experience trash in our life. You may have a bigger pile than someone else, but it still has a, or you have a smaller one, but it still has affected who you are today. Let's sort through that and then ask questions in your marriage. Please ask clarifying questions in your <laughs> marriage. How Don't do you, how do you ask, how do you ask a clarifying question? Yes. That's how do you a do that? Question. Yeah, that is. Look, what do you what do right. you say? In the moments where you feel that you're having a reaction, that bothered me. You, immediately you want to go, that's not true. How about instead of that, you say, <laughs> tell me what you mean by that. Because when I hear you say that, this is how it feels. Mm-hmm. This is what I hear. Now, if we understand that we have taken the time to go through our history and our stories, Mm. um, 
it's not a, oh, oh, you're just hearing stuff because, you know, you're just like wacko. No. Okay, you're hearing that because you, you're talking to me in the context of your story. But but you ask the question now, now the person on the other side, how should they respond? They have the opportunity. So again, it's not a reaction back. Mm-hmm. If I understand that you're talking to me out of the context of your history. Oh, wait, you're trying to make sense of something right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me clarify for you. No, I didn't. I was not. I'm so sorry you heard that. I did not mean that. This is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. This is what I my intention was. And if it is, yes, I'm trying to say that exactly. Mm-hmm. Then let's have a conversation because yeah. we have a problem we need to work out and get yeah. through. Yep. For dudes, I'm a, I will tell you now how to have a happy marriage. There's two phrases. One is yes, dear. And the other is I'm sorry, will you forgive me? Mm-hmm. And and I'm sorry, will you forgive me? Opens up a door for conversation exactly what Pastor Becky just said on that mm-hmm. those two answers to que- the question and answer. If we're open to, again, what Nancy said, humble ourselves mm-hmm. and take the place, men, as, as leaders, spiritual leaders, not usurping authority, not crushing and compressing and pushing behind, but it's, I'm, I'm going to shelter you. I'm going to make you right now feel protected so that you can be yourself, mm-hmm. so that you can share your innermost feelings with me. And I'm not going to judge you. I'm going to love you. And we're going to work through this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say in that, um, yes, dear, uh, don't mistake that. <laughs> I don't want a wishy-washy man. No woman does. Mm-hmm. Uh But that yes, dear, communicates to me, I'm listening to you. That the words that you're saying are valuable to me and I'm listening to you and I want to hear you. Yeah, it's not not a condescending thing. It's, yeah, 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 I got it, baby. What? Whatever. Let's that's so, let's move on. Let's that's go. That's so interesting that that popped up just because in my growing up, like talking about stories, my growing up, my my grandpa always said that to my grandma, and it was always very I I perceived it as condescending, mm. like yes, dear, like it's always a like what you're saying, mm. it's not. Well, tone. That's how I will perceived it, right? Mm. So oh. Brian and I have a thing, like mm. from from the time mm. that before we got married, I was like those two words, I can't just because of how I perceived yes. it. I think understanding um we're not always speaking this the way. same language. Yeah. Truth can be like compromised by mm-hmm. the tones that we use, yes. right? Yeah. And so for him it might be yes dear, I love you so right. much and I want to hear you, but that triggered you. Yes. And now yeah. there's like this eruption that yeah. happens. So like don't say that. Hey, when you say that that mm-hmm. reminds me of, and now we have a conversation. We're right. understanding and learning more about each other. And now we have the opportunity to be mindful of that and considerate of mm-hmm. that. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. That's, I meant it this way, but I'm not going to say that to you because I know that that triggers something right. in you that you're working through right, right. now. Because again, I'm not supposed, to, I, this isn't intended for you to tiptoe around your spouse. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yes. But to understand yeah. each other and give your, each other the room to grow and work through mm-hmm. these things. But until you actually verbalize it, you probably didn't even know that that was a problem right. phrase for you. And he wouldn't know that for sure. And until you Especially because so many people are like, that's, that's the key to a good marriage. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> you know, but yeah. I love the way that you explained what that really means and right. like how it's intended right. because I've always just heard the phrase. Anytime I've I've ever heard it or most of the time it's been people 
guys being condescending. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you right now what will crush a woman's spirit is to be condescending. Mm-hmm. It will crush her spirit. It will shut her down. Yeah, You're telling mm-hmm. her that yeah. she is not valuable mm-hmm. and worthy of listening. We're, she's not worthy <laughs> like, as rubies, right? Like right. you're not special. Mm-hmm. You, you don't hold mm-hmm. value. Yeah. That's, That's what that actually communicates. And so mm-hmm. again, it's just yeah. this ask questions mm-hmm. and start early Ask those questions from the day you get married. <laughs> what do you mean by this? What is your favorite? Like all of the things, what does this represent for you? Mm-hmm. How are we going to do that? Because the last point is build. You need to be intentional about it. You're not going to show up at marriage and it's all going to work out and they live mm-hmm. happily ever after. There's a lot of space in between each of those words. How did they live happily ever after? What did they invest in? What did they do? Mm-hmm. How did they practice that? Because it's a practice and a practice means I do that on a regular basis. And so what are you building? What are you investing in? Are you setting special time to have conversations like this? Are you um, choosing how the direction of your marriage before you have children and all that uh, puts a whole new spin on things? Are you building intentionally? Nothing gets built if you're not intentional about it. And that's what we're asking you to do. Mm. That's deep water. <laughs> you just said, like, like if if you are single by virtue of divorce, a widow, or you've just not been married, you need to go to Journey to Wholeness, mm-hmm. and you need to walk through that because I will tell you if you intend to get married again or not, yeah. you're going to have such clarity about your life, mm-hmm. and it's going to be you're going to be much better. Mm-hmm. And it's not too late either. No. Like if you're if no. you're engaged or if you've been married for True. 2 years True. or 15. Or right, exactly. It's True. always there's always a benefit to learning about your own wholeness yes. and journeying through that with someone. Right. And then you can reset that button at any time. Mm-hmm. It's up to you to make that choice. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being here, Pastor Barry. I love your wisdom. Yeah, I always I love hearing you so talk. Deep I enjoy. Yep, enjoy you can just keep talking. Yeah, I enjoy <laughs> sitting with you guys. Like, I, I do want to say this. Like, this is something that Pastor Becky taught us in Journey to Wholeness, and I think it's very applicable here. Is that words are created in thought? Words become seeds. Seeds become roots Mm -hmm. roots become fruit Mm -hmm. and you get what you sow yeah you get what you sow we hope you enjoyed this episode in our how do i series do you have a question that you'd like us to address on the podcast email us at becky at j2wholeness.org Comment and like this podcast and make sure to follow us on Instagram at j2wholenessgb. Thanks for joining us on The Whole Podcast, a production of Journey to Wholeness, a program designed to help you feel equipped to face life's challenges. To learn more, visit our website at j2wholeness.org, the letter J, number two, wholeness.org. For more information about online courses, in-person groups, intensives, and retreats.